So you're going to be a starving artist. Have you considered something more, you know, practical? How will you make money? Why not get an MBA instead? We've all heard it before. Your family's well-meaning pleas with you to ditch your art and find something practical to pursue in your career, whatever that means. During practical advice for impractical pursuits, students in MSU's arts, cultural management, and museum studies program will explore stories from industry professionals across arts and culture, arming you with all the knowledge you need to not just make it, but thrive. Today, I am going to be your host. My name is Sonata Davis, and I am a junior in the MSU's arts, cultural management, and museum studies program. Today, we have a very special guest with us today. Her name is Nana Craw. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Nana Craw. I'm a senior in Michigan State, studying advertising management with a minor in entrepreneurship and innovation. And I'm really passionate about sustainability and diversity and inclusion. Wow. Okay. This is exciting. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about how can nonprofits best market their content towards Gen Z via social media. And I feel like that is something that is so important, especially because as our generation is um, upcoming, we are probably one of the least represented via social media. So this is important. Um, So basically, Nana, what would you say some of the best marketing practices you have learned in your time at State and how do you feel like they could apply to social media? So some of the best marketing practices I've seen are like posts that have a lot of visual appeal, have like a lot of video. Cause like, honestly you see posts that like have a lot of words and like, as like Gen Z, we're kind of like not interested in like reading mm-hmm. a bunch of words. We're kind of like, okay, because if we're not interested in it, we're not going to look at it. So for me, when I'm going on social media and I see like a really like colorful, colorful post or like a really like interesting video, I'm like, oh my God, like this is so interesting because it's just like eye catching. Mm-hmm, These are eye catching are like what are like the most marketable. And as I've gone through like my marketing and my business classes, I've learned that things have to have like visual appeal because of a does Mm -hmm. you're just gonna scroll right past it so make sure like it's really like attention seeking and eye grabbing yeah I definitely agree I mean we are called the uh ADHD generation just because our attention span is so small and it is important that the visuals that we do see are very quick they're quick they're colorful they're pleasing um and I think one example of that is through the the social media platform TikTok so Something that I've noticed, oh my god, I'm struggling. I'm going to cut that. But basically, something that I've found that is really effective to meeting our generation is actually an example of a museum that went viral on TikTok. So it is a man from the Carnegie Carnegie Museum of Natural History, and he went viral for telling puns, snail jokes. Now, you might think that this is some juvenile content, but it actually greatly appealed to our generation and gave him 316,000 followers on TikTok. Do you have any thoughts about that, Nana? Honestly, like, that's, like, really interesting to me because it's kind of, like, on TikTok, you kind of see, like, all these, like, funny, interesting videos and the fact that, like, he went viral, like, for snail jokes. Honestly, I just feel like that's, like, really interesting because it's kind of like, oh, wow, this is, like, what's catching our attention. And these little, like, 
things are what are eye grabbing to like the mm-hmm. gen like to our generation to the gen z because it's like wow because it's thoughtless it's kind of like mm-hmm. wow this is funny and that's what we're attracted to we're attracted to like mm-hmm. funny comedic things that are just mindless yeah definitely I mean, speaking of uh, social media platforms, why do you think TikTok specifically so intensely resonates? And is it even possible for nonprofits to break onto that scene? Mm. I think TikTok resonates a lot because, like, don't know if people know, TikTok does have an algorithm that really Mm. caters to us. Because, like, they kind of, like, see the videos we watch, the videos we like, and they kind of like, oh, okay, so we are going to appeal to what they like. And when you're watching what you like, it's you're not going to scroll through. Mm-hmm. You're just going to be, like, so engaged. And I feel like that's something, like, the nonprofit sector can tie into because kind of mm-hmm. like, ooh, okay. So, like, depending on the nonprofit, if it's, like, a nonprofit that's, like, a performance art space or, like, sports space or something, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. ooh, okay. So let's try to, like, get our, like – target audience audience's attention by like putting like these little things but like kind of making them they can be comedic they can be like funny they can be like whatever you need them to be just Mm. catering to your target Mm -hmm. audience yeah that's a good point with the tiktok algorithm because it is tailored very specifically to each person how would you say we could even create a broader audience because it is so specific Mm. do you do you even think that's possible Ooh, that's like really dependent because I feel like with the algorithm it's just like very randomized depending on the person so I kind of feel like that's something that's gonna have to be more beyond TikTok in terms of marketing like if you want people to start like maybe like liking your posts like based on their algorithm because if it's like depending on what they're interested in if the nonprofit matches that mm-hmm. they could well as well like the videos but sometimes you know you might just like scroll because again tiktok can be mindless yeah so you have mm-hmm. to also market on um, more social media platforms like something that a lot of people do resonate with in terms of, like visual appeal and everything is like instagram because that's all visuals mm-hmm. and then you can put like more info through there and then when you're on tiktok you're like oh shoot i really just like saw that on instagram or something mm-hmm. all right let me like pay more attention because it's like good to have more social media like sectors to like reach your target audiences you Mm -hmm. like shouldn't only have one Mm -hmm. I agree with that yeah and connecting your social medias for different types of content can be really important kind of like to bridge the digital gap because I think that there is a difference between the types of content you're going to see on Facebook and who that's marketed towards versus say Instagram or even TikTok like we brought up and speaking of Facebook I feel like that is one social media platform that has already been targeted towards an older audience do you think that's true oh yeah no definitely Facebook is targeted towards an older audience because like I talk to my friends and they're I'm like oh like have you been on Facebook and they're like Mm. Facebook like what's that like what do you mean like I feel like a lot of people in the Gen Z community don't go on Facebook as much and like it's more of a family friendly website where like parents and like aunts uncles or like grandparents are gonna post like old pictures or like posts and updates but you rarely ever see young people posting on Facebook Mm -hmm. yeah I see when I see younger people using Facebook in my own opinion I see that it's mostly milestones milestones that are even Mm -hmm. generated towards their older audiences, their parents, grandparents, Mm -hmm. and being able to share that moment. Um, But is Facebook a lost cause? Is there any way that nonprofits can use that um, that platform effectively? 
I don't necessarily think Facebook is a lost cause. I think, like, honestly, like, if you look at statistics for Mm. social media, Facebook is actually pretty high up there next to, like, Instagram and, like, Twitter and everything. It's, like, actually pretty high. So I think, like, you can still market there because, like, it just – Depends on your target audience for the nonprofit, of course. But I feel like if you market it right, like maybe like create some ads because you know pop up ads mm. are a thing. Like mm-hmm. that can like sometimes they do positively attract attention, and you click on that. And if like parents if they're on there, they can be like, hey, like I saw like this ad for this nonprofit that, mm-hmm. and I know you don't go on Facebook a lot, but you might be interested. And then it's like, okay, like you'll check it out and be like, oh. Mm. All right, like, mm-hmm. let's do it. Okay, yeah, so it sounds like Facebook is more of a word-of-mouth platform, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to our audience. Um, so we've talked about a couple different platforms. Um, have you seen any, because I know that TikTok and Instagram are some of the most popular platforms, yeah. but have you seen some ineffective ways of marketing on social media towards the youth, and what did that even look like? Yeah. No, I've seen a lot of, like, ineffective ways. Like, I know I just, like, talk about pop-up ads, but pop-up ads, like, for a lot of the younger generations are, like, very annoying. Because if you kind of, like, see something, like, on your feed, you're kind of like, okay, like, and, like, you're going to keep scrolling. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, sometimes pop-up ads are, like, very, like, ineffective. So it's kind of like, okay, we don't like this. We're going to go through and or there are like I talked about earlier long like worded mm-hmm. posts because mm-hmm. the thing is like sometimes like they like nonprofits or businesses or whatever want to get their point across to us and they want to say like this is what we're all about but they go about it the wrong way with sharing like a huge like essay or like post on like what they're all about and it's like Mm-hmm. We do have very short attention spans because I know for me, if I'm yes. on like Instagram or like Facebook or Twitter or whatever, I'm like, no, like that's just not eye catching because it's not pretty. It's so cluttered, so wordy because how social media does it is like our smartphones aren't big. So it's not going to be like in like par- nice paragraph form. It's like all clumpy and you're just sitting there like, okay. And then you hear that ding and you're like, oh notification so you're kind of like just gonna ignore it so I feel like that's very ineffective or like they kind of like portray like their like business or whatever they're like advocating for Mm -hmm. and like it's not in a good way it's kind of like irrelevant to Mm. what's actually like what they're actually advertising for themselves or how they're promoting themselves it's not like done correctly because they kind of use images that are irrelevant or like verbiage that's irrelevant and you're kind of like okay now I'm really not gonna look into you because it just doesn't like seem right or look right so Mm -hmm. if you don't like really curate the post to what you're all about then no one's going to resonate to it. And I've, like, noticed that in a lot of ads. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree with all of your state- statements. I I feel like there's almost a stigma about our generation of Gen Z as being a little bit trivial or maybe superficial about the things that we like and the things that we're drawn into. But I completely disagree. And I feel like, if anything, we're more of a complex generation that's more in tune with our emotions, especially posts that are emotionally grabbing mm-hmm. you. Any nonprofit, whether it's something that you feel like their mission statement isn't going to appeal to Gen Z, if you are passionate about it and if you have staff that can make that be seen through posts, then it'll be effective. 
I mean, speaking of social media managers, <laughs> especially in nonprofits, yeah. um, I have personally noticed that they, they will take the youngest person in the room and say, you, social media manager. Mm-hmm. How do you see that? Do you see that working out? I don't see that working out because, here, like, here you go. It also depends on your target audience. And they think, like, Gen Z or, like, the youngest person in the room is so knowledgeable about, like, social media, which, like, yes, we are. Like, our generation has been using social media probably more than anyone else. Mm -hmm. And, like, I get that. But the thing is, and, like, I did research on this, you can't always pin the social media manager on, like, the person you think is most knowledgeable because there can be an older person who, like, knows more about this business, knows more how to, like, gear it towards a target audience, mm-hmm. and they may be more fit to do it because, like, you can't just go based on what you think is right. You have to, like, go on who has the most credentials, like, to mm-hmm. do so. And that's also, like, the young person in the room is kind of like, um, uh, okay. And they probably have to do more work than is needed than if they like actually like put it on a person right. that actually like would know what they're talking about. It's probably like been in this like business or has done mm-hmm. has a lot of experience in it. So you kind of have to look credential wise, not right. like who you think think would be right. Yeah, and what I hold from what you said is that social media shouldn't be even pinned on one person it's a collaborative mm-hmm. effort mm-hmm. A team we might effort. Be, exactly while we might be as a gen z generation um tuned into what is the latest trend that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we're ever gonna have um arts and cultural management knowledge and knowledge of the business is really what's going to be most important so i see it more as a team effort than specifically moving on one individual and putting that burden on them because a lot of I feel like a lot of nonprofits think that their success, their fundraising is all based on social media, right. which isn't necessarily true. Like they, they need to build up that audience um, within the community because this is community work. Mm-hmm. And how else can you um, target a community if not living within it and understanding it? Very true. Um, so I feel like we have kind of discussed a couple social media platforms, but we haven't really touched on Twitter. And I personally have found Twitter to be more of a hidden gem when it comes to nonprofit management. Do you have any thoughts about that? Um, I think that's, like, very true. And honestly, I do feel like a lot of people see, like, Twitter as a place, like, for the memes. And, like, that's what a lot of people say. Mm. But honestly, Twitter is a place to get a lot of, like, information. Like, whether it be on nonprofits. Whether it be about, like, news. Like, I know, like, in regarding, like, the election. Like, so many things were on Twitter. Like, you got so many, like, infographics. Mm -hmm. So much information. And I feel like the thing with Twitter, as in, like, speaking with the Gen Z, is Twitter, compared to other social media platforms, has, like, a strict word limit that's not so high. So it's, like, you can't type out these big paragraphs. So, like, Twitter is a place for, like, elevator pitches. Like, you can make a clear-cut mission statement. You can, like, kind of, like, short, sweet, concise, be, like, boom, this is who we are, this is what we do. And also a place for, like, visual appeal, a place for videos. So I feel like with nonprofits, if they're like, okay, this is what we're all about. This is our short video. This is what we do. This is, like, how our business is run. Like, they can do all that in such a creative but concise way that's, like, very eye-catching. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. And as someone who is currently working as a social media intern for the Refugee Development Center in Lansing, I found going through doing my own social media audit that 
Twitter certainly is a hidden gem. The posts that you make on there have a wider reach. You can gain followers a lot more quickly. I think on Instagram, people are a little bit more hesitant when following someone, where on Twitter, people want to be informed. They want to understand what's going on in the world. They want to have a global perspective. And the hope is that nonprofits and their content can satisfy that. Mm -hmm. So I think that a lot of nonprofits could, could try to reach out to this hidden gem. Do you think that there are any other social media platforms that we haven't discussed that could be relevant? Um, honestly, I do, like, we touched on Snapchat, like, a bit, like, it was sad, oh, but yeah. I feel like Snapchat is also a really good thing for, um, like, nonprofits, because the thing with Snapchat is, like, you kind of go through, there's, like, this section where, like, a lot of, like, celebrities post, a lot of, like, people post about, like, I don't know, like, what's going on in life, what's going on with their business, like, they vlog, and honestly, I think the thing with, like, nonprofits that are, like, very special is the personal connection they have with, like, people in the community, so I feel like vlogging a day in the life of, like, a, Ooh, like an employee yes. in the nonprofit, and they kind of like show you what the business is they show you like aspects of their everyday life their job and that's like a human connection like oh, through definitely. social media mm-hmm. and I feel like that's like very amazing and like people would really like that especially yeah. like the Gen Z age mm-hmm. I, I can see myself connecting to that certainly mm-hmm. um I feel like Snapchat is something where you can mindlessly browse yes. and if you're gonna see something that happens to educate you which that is kind of the hope especially with nonprofits <laughs> and their message then that's kind of just um a hidden bonus um so I have a challenge for you Nana now all right Sonata um, if you could sum up the best advice mm-hmm. for nonprofits in terms of the content that they're marketing towards the Gen Z, in five words, what would that be? Five words. Okay. Creative. Creative. Eye-catching. Eye-catching. Human connection. Human connection. With a hyphen. With a hyphen. Yeah, human connection with a hyphen. Um, Personal. Personal. And, oh, this fifth word is getting me I think personality 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 yeah. I think that a nonprofit is creating a personality online yeah. and it's about creating that personality to cater to a broad audience mm-hmm. and how they can use their team collaboratively collaboratively to achieve that that's yeah. kind of like the end goal here um wow so thank you so much for your valuable words thank you and for, for your having time me here of course um This has been an episode of Practical Advice for Impractical Pursuits, a Michigan State University Arts, Cultural Management, and Museum Studies podcast. Thank you to our director, K.F. Latham, and the Michigan State University College of Arts and Letters for supporting this project. The opinions expressed on this program do not reflect official entities of Michigan State University. To hear more episodes and learn about how Michigan State is treating arts administrators to manage with compassion and care, visit artsmuseumsmanagement.cal.msu.edu forward slash podcast. I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you so much again, Nana. Thank you so much.